They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast, where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. Argentina have cemented their place in the final thanks to a convincing win over Croatia. So, first of all, congratulations to Croatia. I mean, again, back-to-back World Cup semifinalists, we'll call it. They were in the final of 2018, but boy, to do it again? Wansak, you had some comments about their crazy running World Cups. What is it with them, and why have they have they been able to come so far? I don't think anybody can watch them and say... They've played great football, but I guess in in the World Cup or any international tournaments, you don't necessarily need to play the best football to progress to you know to the semifinals or the final, whatever stages that they've managed to get to. And I have to say, at the heart of it is their solid defense. I I, I thought they were pretty solid defensively, barring the semifinals. The midfield as well. I mean. I didn't think they had a chance against Brazil, but that pivot with Casemiro and Paqueta just did not work against the midfield of Croatia. And I thought they might struggle after Rakitic retired from international football. And hey, there's a new engine in town in Brozovic and Kovacic. So... I guess that's where their success belongs to, that strong midfield core. And I would say they missed Mandzukic. Mandzukic, remember, he scored crucial goals for Croatia. And I felt they were they were lacking that focal point up top. And had they had someone like that, maybe they could have made it back to, like France, made it, maybe they could have made it to back-to-back finals. Noah, should we expect them to reach the semifinals again in 2026? Nah, no way. No freaking chance. No chance. I don't see that happening again. They're an aging squad. I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on this one. But coming back to the game of this semi-final, this 2022 World Cup, Theo, do you feel like this result was deserved or do you feel like this scoreline doesn't truly reflect the performance of both sides? Well, I would say it does. I would say it's a fair result at the end of the day. Argentina played much better than Croatia. But I mean, 3-0 is a little rough. Maybe a 2-0 could have been more fair. But Argentina definitely deserved to win because they just played better as a whole. But talking about the first goal, I think the PK was very controversial. Very controversial. I think it was awarded, in my opinion. Because whenever... Alvarez shot the ball. I mean, that was it, right? He shot the ball, and then he collided with the keeper. So I saw that as a natural movement. You know, he shot. The keeper was trying to save, trying to close all the gaps, close up the space. And then the contact happened after Alvarez shot the ball. And then the defense, I think it was Lovren, who cleared the ball, and nothing was going to happen. So I'm not sure. I wouldn't call it a PK at all. And for sure, that... That was a major point in the match. But in general, Argentina played much better than Croatia. They were a lot more compact. They have a system in place. If you compare it to Argentina back in 2018, they were just all over the place. 
I guess that's why they got scored on four goals by France in the round of 16. But right now, they're they're much more solid. They have a system in place. They don't allow any gaps for the opposition, except in the final minutes against Australia and Netherlands. But that was natural. You know, they were just trying to defend, and the other teams were trying to attack. But right now, they they look like they're much more prepared. They have this goal in mind, and everybody's doing what they should do. So they they have a clear picture of what they should do in every single position, and they're just executing it. So at the end of the day, I would say it was a fair result. 3-0 looks like a fair result, even though the first goal was awarded, in my opinion. And the second goal was very scrappy, too. But Argentina definitely deserved it. The third goal was a masterpiece by Messi. Yeah. I think um, just speaking on the penalty, I think if Alvarez tries to go past the keeper instead of trying to shoot, that's a penalty, right? Because he hadn't technically taken on the shot. I had I I had some doubts as well when that first it was first called, but I can see why it was also given. Although I don't necessarily agree with it as well, but I mean the second goal just classic FIFA goal again. This time scored by Argentina. I remember last round they got scored on uh, like a FIFA esque goal. But yeah, overall I think Croatia just didn't really have a chance. I thought Torino was just how the game went. I thought Argentina dominated the game throughout. Messi, of course, clinical, providing all those chances. And Argentina have looked better in the tournaments so far. Compared there to their last, or I should say the first two games. I mean, Saudi Arabia, they just they, they scored a lot of goals, but they ended up losing, right? In Mexico, it was a, they scraped by. But ever since the Poland game, they've they've been rolling and at the heart of it is Messi and we saw Messi grabbing his I think it was his hamstring area right and and he remember he played 120 minutes against Netherlands only a few days ago so it's I'm not saying the rest of the players on Argentina are are bad but I mean you look at the stats you look at the leaderboards in all the stats in the World Cup Messi's really the only one from the Argentinian team that's in the top charts. So if Messi decides to show up again against France, that'll be the crucial factor for Argentina. And I myself, I was a little skeptical on Messi, at least before the World Cup started. And after the beginning too, I just didn't see Messi with the same energy as years ago to be this focal point for Argentina, to provoke the 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 impact that he's provoking right now, you know, scoring goals and giving assists. And that, that was my mistake for sure. So I was a little skeptical, not because of Messi, because of his, uh, not because of his quality, but because of his age, his aging. And that's, that's clear, but still the way that he played against Croatia, especially on the third goal, the way that he made Guardiola look like a fool, the dribble. Oh my God, man. I was super impressed with Messi, even though Messi showed us that he's the greatest or at least one of the greatest. Uh, I, j- I just can't believe that I was a little skeptical towards Messi. And I feel bad because I was kind of doubting him. But still, I still have an argument about Argentina having a pain point of uh, overcoming adversities whenever they're behind the scoreboard. So that was put to test against Saudi Arabia. They couldn't even tie against them. That, had, that, that hasn't happened yet, again, after Saudi Arabia. So if France manages to score first, 
then we're going to see this point being proven again or being not proven. No, Messi may be shutting myself up. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. That will be interesting. But it's going to be a matter of who scores first against France. So kind of to touch on a point you had made a bit earlier regarding Argentina's defense opening up towards the end of the matches. And I know you made a point um, a few episodes ago about how Argentina may struggle if they do concede first. Depending on how this game goes, do you think that that opening up of their defense is going to cost them here in the final? I don't think so. I think they're too good defensively that they're going to be very compact still, even if they get scored first. It's going to be a matter of scoring if they get scored on. Because France is going to be is going to sit back and defend like they like they did against Morocco, especially in the second half. So France definitely had more chances in the first half. They should have scored more goals, but they just sat back and defend for the second half. So if that's the case against an Argentina filled with uh, great talent like Messi, like Alvarez, like Enzo Fernandez, they're going to have more problems than against Morocco. And Morocco they had clear opportunities to score. They were just missing the, this striker, this true number nine, to actually shoot the ball on target, you know, and, and provide them more threat. But if France manages to score first, I don't see that being a major issue for Argentina because they're very good defensively. They have a very good four-man uh, 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 line in the back. And they also have great midfielders who run all over the pitch just trying to defend, like guys like uh, Paredes and Paul. I personally don't like both of them, but they just defend like it's the end of the world, you know, like it's their last time playing ball ever. So if they get scored on, it's going to be a matter of them being able to score against France because I don't feel like they're going to get scored more than, than two goals, let's say. Yeah, and that industry in the midfield is definitely going to open up some opportunities for Messi to input his creative qualities onto the, to the match. Once I'm touching on the opponents a bit, France, they overcame a very valiant Morocco side this World Cup. Do you feel like France, I guess in the England match, yes, even though I have my personal opinions about the England match, but do you feel like this is going to be one real true test for them here against Argentina? Or do you feel like Mbappe is going to come to town and show, show Messi and all the fans really who the real, real goatee is coming up to be. Right. I just, I feel that France have, I mean, just like they did in, in 2018, especially in the semifinal against Belgium, they really sit back and try to counter. And I don't blame them because you, you play to your strength and your strength arguably are Mbappe. Let me just say Mbappe. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know it, that that pretty much explains everything, and I think that while it provides them an edge, I think it also provides Argentina an edge on that side as well. We saw what Saka did against Theo Hernandez, and even against Morocco. Most of the chances for Morocco came from the left hand side of France, and that's because first I I think that Theo Hernandez is it's he's vulnerable defensively, going up going forward. You know, there's no debate. He's he's class, but defensively, I don't think he's he's technically the best. And on top of that, they have Mbappe, who his best strength isn't suited to coming back and supporting Theo Hernandez. And 
that's why we're seeing that left-hand side of France being overloaded by opponents. And guess who likes to operate in that area? Messi. So I think that could be a crucial factor in this game, whether they can successfully employ Mbappe while limiting the, the threat from Messi. But I mean, both players are in just in just great form in this World Cup. I think they're both on five goals, if I'm not mistaken. But you can see clear strength and clear weaknesses from, from this French side. They're nowhere near as strong or unbeatable as they were four years ago. Theo, does this match decide who is the real GOAT? <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, if you're talking about Messi and Ronaldo, keeping the discussion between those two, then I would say, yeah. I mean, talking about the best player of the 21st century, then yeah, for sure. Because the best of all times, in my opinion, as you know, it's Pelé. But I do feel like Mbappe has a real chance here to surpass Pelé and actually become the, the greatest of all. I mean, if you see his numbers, Mbappe, he has scored 16 goals in the last 16 matches for France. And that's impressive. He also has nine World Cup goals. And just uh, just to compare, Messi has eight. And Messi has played uh, four World Cups already. Mbappe has only played two. So that's a massive difference. And Miroslav Close, which is the top scorer in World Cups, he has 16 goals. So I can definitely see Mbappe at least beating Miroslav Close as a top scorer for World Cups in general. Well, I think this discussion is already ended. If you just compare, uh, I mean, you can compare on a club level. I think that Messi did more, played more as an individual, but Ronaldo collected more trophies. He won more Champions League. But talking about the national level, it's the second time that Messi reaches the World Cup final. And Ronaldo, uh, he only was able to reach the quarterfinals with Portugal. That was the, the furthest that uh, he reached. So, I mean, if you compare both national and club level, then I would say that Messi, uh, the, the debate ends here, especially if Messi takes it. You know, there's no more, more comparison at all. If Messi wins the World Cup, I mean, there's no more argument that, that might prove that Ronaldo is better, at least in my view. You might say that he has more Champions League, that he has scored score more goals than Messi or whatever, that he scores out of headers with the left and the right foot. And, you know, but I still see Messi as this more technical player, has more quality plays better, plays for the team, has the right mindset. And if he takes the World Cup, man, I, I think that's the end of the debate right there. I mean, the debate's already ended to me, just so you know. <laughs> but for the people. But to just kind of touch on your point about, you know, some of the, the trophies that they've won, some of the team trophies, you know, World Cup finals, um, Champions League, so on and so forth. Do you not feel like, Things like the Champions League and World Cup, you know, I know football is a team sport, but don't you think the team plays such a crucial role into, I guess, your potential or your limitations on the other hand? And then to kind of touch on the World Cup stat as well, do you feel that like the World Cup is truly a fair assessment as to what types of or how good you are as a player, how good your career was? I mean, it happens every four years, right? So it's not like we're judging you every single year to say, okay, you've been consistent every single year for 15 years. We're looking at every four years. So what do you think about that? Well, I'll keep it short just so you can uh, jump in one sec. We're talking about the best of the best here. So for sure, the World Cup is going to be the main stage of all. 
So, I mean, if you want to be taken as one of the best, if not the best, then for sure, I mean, you got to do well in the World Cup. You got to be able to, to bring your team to reach the, the semifinals or the finals if you can. I mean, I know that football is a, is a collective sport. Of course, you're not going to be able to win the game by yourself. Even though Messi and, and Ronaldo, they have also proven that they could decide the matches by themselves. But still, you need a squad. But more important than that, squads need leaders. And Messi is being the leader that Argentina needs. Ronaldo is not being a leader. I mean, he's being disruptive towards his own squad. That's a huge difference if you compare Messi for Argentina and Cristiano Ronaldo for Portugal. Even on a club level, Ronaldo, I mean, he's shown us recently why, you know, he's not a leader anymore. So, I mean, uh, the World Cup is the biggest stage of all. And if you want to be taken as one of the best, if not the best, you got to show why you're the best in the main stage. You got you to gotta just, you got to be the highlight like Messi is being right now. So right now it's in between Messi and Mbappe. Could have been Messi and Ronaldo, but Ronaldo wasn't able to lead his team to the finals. So that's why I say that Messi, the debate ends here for me, that Messi is better than Ronaldo. Yeah, well, okay, I don't want to be a Ronaldo defender here. I'm not, you know, really. But the only reason why World Cup is so special is because it, it happens only every four years, right? It's not like the Champions League where it happens every year or or any league for that matter. If you compare the quality of the World Cup to Champions Leagues, I mean, there's just no debate. The Champions League quality is way better than the World Cup. It, it, it only makes sense, right? National teams only meet for, what, 10 days, two weeks per international international break. And this tournament lasts only a month compared to the club team where you're you're with the team for you know six, seven, eight months. You're training towards the same goal. Now, talking about the quality, I don't think there's any debate. But, I mean, the World Cup is special, right? Just the fact that it happens every four years, at least I already said that. But also the fact that you're representing your nation, it's different from, I mean, I support, I have my team that I support, but if, if I, if my country, you know, progressed to, to the final and we were, we were in with a chance to win it all, I think that would give me a different sense of pride or, or joy or excitement than if, or I, I should say when United are, are, are to go on and win the Champions League. It's just, yeah, I mean, I think, if Messi does go on to win the World Cup, I think it would bolster his case to become the greatest ever. I don't think it necessarily ends there, though. But I think that would put Messi above Ronaldo for for a lot of people. So, But we also have to remember, before Ronaldo, Portugal had only qualified for the World Cup twice, whereas Argentina had already won the World Cup twice and qualified for much more. So there's that bit of difference, but yes, I think if Messi does win it all, I think it'll lean that way for a lot of people. Right. And that's why I ask about, you know, the difference in teams, that that it's a team sport. So we do have to kind of take that into consideration as far as what your limitations are and what your potential is as far as to win it. But this conversation has been a lot about Ronaldo versus, versus Messi. But hey, this weekend, let's see if Mbappe is going to 
really make a statement and he could probably enter the debate. For me, it's either the debate is ended or the debate just has gotten bigger. Because if Mbappe comes and wins it here now, instead of being just Messi and Ronaldo, it's going to be Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe. Or just Messi, Mbappe. But the point is, Mbappe is going to include himself in that discussion. Yeah, and I think just going back to the game, as, as you mentioned, Theo, first goal is going to be very crucial. France in the World Cup history, and not just this tournament, World Cup history, they've scored first, or I should say they've led at halftime in 26 games, and they've won 25 of those, and drew one, which was against South Korea in 2006. Man uh, loves you know, that stat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had to mention that that year was when Zidane carried France to the final. And I, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Argentina don't have enough to overcome a one goal deficit. And maybe I'm wrong because they, they weren't able to do that against Saudi Arabia. Right. But I think whoever scores first, it's just going to be crucial. If France do go on and score first, they're just going to be able to play the same way that they've been playing the whole tournament. And if, Argentina score first, then that disrupts France to not be able to play the way that they were playing. So that's going to be very key. And we might never get the first goal, right? I mean, oftentimes these finals end in nil-nil, go to extra time. I mean, last time Argentina were in a final, what happened? Nil-nil, extra time, and then very late winner, right? In the extra time second half. So, But I think that's what I'm going to be looking out for in this game. Well, following the stats, I would say that the team that has the last possession should, should have the higher odds of winning this match here. If we see both uh, matches in the semifinals, both Argentina and France, they both had 39% possession. So that falls back to the argument I made in the previous episode about 36% of teams who have more possession end up winning matches. So it was Morocco's first time having more possession than their opponents in this World Cup, and they lost the match. So... Uh, Keeping in mind that Rabiot might not play for France and Upamecano might not play as well. They're both sick. What do That's you think, good. Noah? Are France's... <laughs> Upamecano was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I've been called yeah. for that foul against Saka, by the way, but we'll move on. But still, he was a starting player for them. So not having those key players, at least from the Frenchman uh, stand standpoint, do you think that not having Rabiot, a guy like Rabiot, who's a lot more physically present in the game, offers more to the attacking third? You know, uh, it doesn't give too much space to the opposition. You think that could make a huge difference here, Noah, for Argentina or towards France? Well, yeah, definitely. Especially because, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, Argentina have a very you know, strong, industrious midfield where... They're going to be working hard, very hard, very physical. They know that this is a last chance for Messi to win it. They're already very passionate about that. We've seen the aggression get the better of them, you know, notably in the game against Netherlands. And it could just be another one of those occasion moments for, for Argentina and their players. And Rabio, as you say, is somebody who can kind of help to balance that side out for France 
but in this one, the midfield battle was is not the crucial one, in my opinion. I don't think that's the area I am really looking out to say, okay, whoever has a better midfield is going to win the match. You know, football is changing a lot. You know, as you said about the team who has less possession ends up winning the match. In the past, we would have been saying, oh, but they had X amount, they had the higher possession, so they must have dominated the game. It's slowly turning the other way. It's slowly not becoming the case. It used to be the team with most possession wins. Now, it's seeming like the team with more possession is getting their team into poorer areas and leaving themselves vulnerable to the counter-attack where they can exploit and expose that space that the team with the possession has given up. So I'm really looking at the attacking threat on both sides and how crucial that defense is going to hold up. You mentioned Upamecano out. France have the depth to cover it up. They have Varane. They have Konate who has come in. He's done pretty well as well. I mean, I would I would say Saliba. Of course, I rate Saliba heavy, but I don't think that this is a game for him to come in. First match for France straight into a World Cup final. I don't think so. Although I think he has a quality for it. There's a time and place. No, no. He's going to make a mistake. He has that in him still. He's young. He, he has that in him. Right. Which is why I said there's a time and place for him. Occasion, I don't think this is the occasion. Konate, though, can come in and do a shift. He's played Champions League final, experience for getting experience, I should say, for Liverpool. So I think it's in those areas. Attacking third, that's where the game's going to be won. And just touching on the possession, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be causation, right? I mean, that's that's one of my... I wouldn't say favorite. It makes me sound like a like a nerd, but one of the phrases that I use a lot it, not necessarily causation, but correlation. It's not that less possession makes you win games. It's just that the trend is changing in a way where possession is less valued, right? If you can if you can come up with an attacking plan that can threaten the opposition that doesn't involve a lot of possession, a lot of passes in the middle. You know, you can string 25 passes in the middle. That's What's better than that is just one direct pass from, from deep that just slides Mbappe through. You know, I mean, and we've seen that from France, right? So, like Noah said, I, I I, mean, the midfield battle could go to anybody, right? Argentina, we saw them occupy a four-man midfield against Croatia that really helped them against Croatia. So, I mean, maybe that is something that Scaloni is looking at and thinking to do to, you know, pretty much erase the midfield of France and force them to go along. But then again, that, that benefits France, right? So it's just, yeah, it's tricky to really predict how this game's going to go. But yes, like attacking threat is, it's it's galore on both teams, right? Well, who do you guys think has the edge here? It's between passion or quality, in my opinion. And I want to say a quality from the team as opposed to the passion for one individual. And in this one, I am going to go with quality. Wow. I mean, you, you, you did, you've been saying that, that the winner of that game is going to go on to win it all. And at this stage, 
I know I went back on Argentina that one game in the quarterfinals, and I, I regret it. <laughs> that 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 round was bad for me, but my pick part of the cup, I have to stick with them now at this stage. They're into the final. You know, I mean, I I didn't have any faith in them really necessarily, or I should say strong faith. But now that they're in the final, can I be right? Now, Theo, who the hell do you have in this one? You're going to leave the tiebreaker for the Brazilian guy with Argentina playing. Yeah, try not to use your heart too much. I'm trying, my friend. But even my, no, my heart doesn't say Argentina will take it. My head does. My heart, I mean, my heart doesn't tell me anything right now because Brazil's out. Can't even think about my heart anymore. Money's heartbroken, <laughs> bro. <laughs> heart is shattered in half. Well, what can I say? At least I got to beat one Sox team. I'm happy enough, man. Oh boy. <laughs> and and still have 25 other teams in the World Cup. Even so Ghana did. Even Ghana did. You're right. You're right. Who you got? But you guys managed to beat Portugal. I got Argentina taking on PKs again. Yes, with a messy PK to seal the victory, man. It just has to be it, you know, uh, a fairy tale for, for the Argentinians, my arch, arch rivals or arch rivals. I'm not sure how to spell it properly. But arch, I would never, yeah, whatever. I would never want to see that happening in my lifetime, seeing Argentina lifting a World Cup trophy, you know, but I guess I'm going to see it this Sunday. I see the, the match ending a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw. I think that goals are going to happen. Even though, uh, uh, back to one Sox's point about having a new no score, it could be very uh, potential too. I could definitely see that happening. Both teams not wanting to get too exposed and just sitting back and, you know, just waiting for the clock to run. But I see Argentina with the edge here because of the passion. I also see quality from this from their squad. And especially because France is going to miss a key piece, uh, that's Rabiot. This World Cup has been sensational for, for France, you know. He's been supporting a lot, and he's, he's offering a lot to the defensive system too. So not having a guy like Rabiot in your squad can make a huge difference against a very physical, a very quick, very fast-paced Argentinian mid. That could be a, a, term, a turning point for Argentina for sure. So I do see Messi scoring the, the winning PK to give the Argentinians their, their glorious victory. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think in the last two tournaments, France have been involved in a penalty shootout, correct? I, I don't think so. I know they were in the Euros, but... Right, I mean, talking about the World Cup. I, I don't think they were, but Argentina did go through, through a shootout win over the Dutch. And I think if it does go to a shootout, as much as I hate this guy's face, you know, his actions, his just his mannerisms, but Emery Martinez is 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 more of a feature than Hugo Lloris is going to be in, in a penalty shootout. I know Lloris has been performing pretty well, but I don't necessarily view him as some sort of a penalty specialist, whereas Martinez has, has shown that, at least in the international stages. You know, when you go back to Copa America as well, where you know, he he did a lot of talking against the Colombian players, right? So if it does go to a penalty shootout, I I, I do give the edge to Argentina as well. 
last time the France uh, went to the PKs in a World Cup was back in 2006 when they were the right. champions. And that was the last time that we had a final being decided on the PKs as well. That was, a, that was actually a loss to Italy. Either way, now it's time for you guys to tell us who you think is going to win the final this Sunday. Make sure you tune in and watch it so you can keep up with the following discussion and we can see if your predictions were right. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Music, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure to download the episode and share it with a friend. One of your friends that like football, put it in a football group chat. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so you guys don't miss any episodes and you stay up to date. And as well, the link to our Facebook page is in the description and the bio. So go get clicking, join our discussion, like our page, and share our page. Let's get some good football discussion going and let's get the chat on. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in as always and peace out.